You're listening to Wait On Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single, understand the fear of being alone, and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. Hey loves, this is your girl Tracy. Welcome back to another episode of Wait on Purpose. We came back. Do you like that intro? I kind of like it, right? It's a little, it's cute. Um, but look, I created this podcast, FUBU. You haven't heard that one in a while, right? But for us, by us. And us, I mean single women who are optimizing this season by building our queendoms with the stones and the dirt that's been thrown at us by society and we're getting stuff done right we're not waiting around for someone to save us and make us feel whole and complete nope we're not looking for any fairy tales we're not looking for captain save a hole <laughs> we don't want prince charming to come in on a white horse talking about dun, 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 with this shiny armor to save us. No, we're going to need Prince Charming to have a little scratches and bruises on his armor when he arrives because we do, right? We've been through some things <laughs> and we know that the only way to find true happiness and peace anyways is from within. So we're doing the hard work and we're healing and we're working on ourselves so that we can walk in our true divine feminine. Now that last episode was a little weird. I can admit that. <laughs> it was a little weird. Um, but growing up, I was a little weird, right? I was too cool for the weird kids and too weird for the cool kids, but I hung around them anyways, right? I just never really quite fit in. Um, so you're gonna, that's not the first time or the last time that you're gonna get like this little weird vibe from me or from this podcast. Um, but I wanted to create a visual for you for Wait on Purpose, um, you know, and I'm a storyteller, so you'll hear a few stories throughout this podcast as well. Um, but I did wanted to create this visual about uh, you know being in this restaurant and having to wait for your food, and that story was inspired actually by a video that was kind of going around social media. Um, and I just kind of like added my weirdness, but the premise behind it was that, you know, you're waiting for your food or your harvest or that relationship and you see everyone else is eating and prospering and they're in these loving relationships, but you're looking around like, okay, where's my person at and, and where's my harvest? So there has to be this faith or this inner peace in knowing that God is preparing something special that it's just taking a little bit more time. And what can we be doing in the meantime? We can be preparing ourselves um, and healing ourselves and breaking these soul ties until that person arrives, right? We're not sitting around twiddling our fingers, wasting time and energy. No, we're building ourselves up and becoming who we want to attract. Um, so let's talk about the four-course meal real quick. Um, I see life as a four-course meal. 
and each course represents this, this, this area of your life and this relationship that requires balance and healing and we can be thriving in if we put energy towards it. And I think when we thrive in these areas, it causes massive health um, or massive healing, massive growth, um, and just helps us to live this full, fulfilled, and life of substance, in my opinion. And one thing that I have learned that is how you show up in one area of your life is pretty much how you show up in the, in the in other areas of your life. So if you kind of like have stepping when it comes to taking care of yourself, you probably have stepping when it comes to taking care of your finances, right? Um, so, the, so the goal is to kind of gain balance and thrive in all areas of your life. It's, it's feasible, right? It's something that can be done. So I wanted to um, tell you a little bit about the four course meal, just so I can like lay that foundation because throughout the podcast, you may hear me refer to these courses um, and you'll know what I'm talking about and the concept behind it. Just want to share a little history with you though. Um, I created Step to the Plate of Life, life being an acronym for living in full excellence. So it's step up to the plate of living in full excellence. And when we think about step up to the plate, we instantly think about baseball, right? Stepping up to the mound, ready to knock that ball out the park. But when I did research a few years ago, I um, learned that stepping up to the plate also means stepping up to responsibilities, right? It means, um, you know, responsibilities and so that's why I built the concept behind it because I wanted it to me step up to the plate as far as these courses that represents areas of your life I know it's 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 a very creative and figurative type of concept but let me explain but again let me give you the history so I was going through this period of homelessness, and I remember there was a time when I was like living with family and friends, get kicked out, living in hotels and motels, which literally break me, like break the bank, right? Eating noodles, oodles and noodles every day um, because I was paying for these hotel rooms. Um, it even got so bad and my pride had got so big that I was sleeping in my storage unit. So when I got evicted, I had put all of my furniture in the storage unit that I was paying for. And um, once like business hours were, were over, like when the office closed, you can still like kind of go through the storage units 24 hours. So here I am with my son. 10, 11, 12 o'clock, midnight, walking into these storage rooms, pulling out my mattress and putting it in the hallways of this storage facility, waking up before the office opens and going on about my way and then repeating that for a few days actually before I swallowed my pride and went to a homeless shelter. And like, this has been like, that time, it, like, I 
just not start healing from that because I was really like, okay, you are a bad mom. Like, who does that? And I can just imagine my son and what he was feeling and thinking. Like, I couldn't, like, that was wrong. Like, that was so wrong. My ego, my pride, like, being embarrassed and ashamed. I made some really poor choices um, that I have forgiven myself for, right? Because that's the space that I was in. I felt like that was the only option for me, you know, after being kicked out. And, um, you know, I just felt like that was my only option at the time. Anyways, end up going to a shelter. And... Um, the shelter was uh, an old nun's resident, right? So it was a, a old convent, right? Which is ironic because uh, <laughs> I'm something like a nun right now. But um, the name of it was Ubuntu. And Ubuntu is a Bantu term um, that actually means humanity. And it translates to I am because we are. Oh, look at God. I am because we are, right? So there was a purpose of me being there back then, right? Um, we had our own rooms. There was like bunk beds, depending on how many children you had. This was a single mother's battered shelter. Um, so we all were there pretty much for the same thing. We had, we were you know, we made poor choices in our finances, so we were homeless. We, we, we didn't have a home, right? We didn't, we wasn't able to take care of our children. Um, so we were all probably insecure and broken and feeling inadequate. Then we were coming from these abusive relationships, you know. Um, so we all shared that common thread. And being an empath back then and not knowing it, it was such a heavy energy in there. It was such a heavy and depressing energy. And I can remember like not wanting to be there. So I would leave for the whole day until it was like curfew time. And then I would come back. I'd be like at the, the libraries all day and the parks or go to the museum with the museum passes. But that energy was extremely heavy, okay, at that shelter rightfully so right um but you know I had just got out this really abusive relationship I had lost everything my job my my apartment my belongings my car I felt like I lost my friends and family I lost my dignity for sure and just that little I still had just a little bit spark but I had lost a little bit of that too I still had a little bit left but I just felt like I lost everything so my guards was up right? I didn't trust anyone. I wasn't trying to get to know anyone. I was there to do my chores, do what I need to do so I can get the hell up out of there. And so I stayed to myself a lot. I was like the quiet girl of the shelter. Um, and that, that was going on for quite some time, you know? You can just imagine being a chick that everybody gossiping about. Like, it was, it was crazy, but, um, eventually I opened up and one of the first women that I opened up with was this mother that everyone else was kind of picking on as well um but they was picking on her for a different reason she 
she tapped out, right? Like we all was in there um, with a common thread. So no one was better than anyone, but you can tell some of the people who just kind of tapped out, they were defeated. They had given up hope. And you can tell by their appearance, like she wasn't taking care of herself. Uh, she was beating on her children, right? I'm talking about busting nose. And it was just so sad. It was so sad that she she was defeated. And so I gravitated towards her. I gravitated towards her for some reason. And we became very cool. So we would go to the museum with the kids um you know I'll take her kids like to the park with me because I only had my son kind of let her get her rest um take them to go get ice cream just like little stuff like that I'll do her chores for her um just to kind of like take that stress off of her so I remember her coming up to my room one day and she was so impressed by my room because I didn't know what vision boards were, but I did have my goals like on my wall. So I had like one month goals, three month goals, six, nine, 12 month goals. And in each goal, there was like five things that I wanted to complete within that time frame. So like first month goal, I think was like, you know, get my link card, um, library card, like stuff like that. Three month goals, register for school, do FAFSA, you know, financial aid, six month goals, have a job, save this much amount of money nine months, save this much amount of money, um, start looking for an apartment, you know, stuff like that. And she was really impressed by that. And like I was telling her, like, this sets the tone for me when I wake up. Because one thing that I did not want to do while I was in the shelter was waste time and energy. Like, I didn't want to be here. And so, like I told her, like, this sets the tone for me. So as soon as I wake up, I know exactly what I need to be doing with my day. And it would not consist of sleeping up under a man. It would not consist of doing drugs and drinking, nor would it consist of just kind of sitting around here not doing anything. So I was adamant about that. Um, and so she was impressed. She kind of told the other girls about it. And we had this project where we actually made goals and we put it up on our wall. They even did like this article about me about that. Um, one of the government programs came in and did an article about me um so god was using me then you understand what i'm saying like god was using me then eventually i got out became self-sufficient got back on my feet got a job got my car got my apartment um and i ended up going back to the shelter with my friend we did a job readiness program we brought in like toiletries and would come once a week um and just kind of connect with the women, right? And the children, like we'll bring cupcakes if it was somebody's birthday. Um, we'll bring like housing resources, um, like different type of, um, like just that's resources that they can use to get jobs. We had Mary Kay come out. We had barber, a barber school come out and cut the hairs, do makeovers. We had, um, um, Pink Sisterhood come out and, and bring new coats and dinner and face painting. So we kind of pulled from our communities to bring resources to this to these women. And this went on for a few months until 
I start repeating the cycle again. So here I am, about to get evicted again because I wasn't paying my bills. I had met another man who was extremely abusive. Um, I lost my car. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is going on? I am repeating the same cycle. And I can remember not even wanting to go to the shelter. I can remember not even wanting to go to the shelter because I felt like I was inadequate. I felt like I was inadequate. And who am I to be trying to motivate these women to leave these abusive men and become self-sufficient when I was in the middle of the same thing? I was being evicted again. I was with an abusive man again. So I felt phony and I just didn't want to show up. I did not want to show up. And my girl, she didn't know what, what was going on with me. She thought it was something else. It was depression. I did not want to show up for those women and I was about to give up on those women and I think I did for a while um but my girl she kept me in the game and God kept me in the game to continue to serve these women but it did bring on this introspection like okay I'm repeating the same cycle. What the heck is going on? I see women that were still there when I was there one or two years that has became complacent. God, what is going on with us, right? Why don't we feel like we deserve better? So I start tapping into that and I realize it doesn't matter if you get a new car, a house, a job, you get a new man. If mentally, spiritually you are not healed you are going to repeat the same cycle there's going to be a, a repeating of cycles until you learn the lesson that you need to learn and we were not learning the lesson I was not learning the lesson so I kept on repeating that same cycle and it made me create the program as okay what do I need to be focused on? Okay, I need to be focused on taking care of myself, loving myself so I can know my worth. And once I know my worth, I'd be damned if a man put his hands on me, right? When you know your worth and you know that you deserve better, what else do I need to work on? Okay, I need to work on how to budget, how to respect money. I need to work on my finances because I'm, I have very poor money management skills. What else do I need to work on? Okay, my relationship with God is shaky. That's my foundation. I need to get closer to God and get more intimate with God. Forget being in a relationship. I need to be in a relationship with God. And what else? I need to focus on my son. I need to build my interpersonal relationships. I need to build with my son and, and pour into him and invest in his future. And so that's what I wanted to bring back to the women in the shelter. And that program was very, very effective. I did it for three shelters and we were seeing results. I was seeing results. And so that's how I started that dynamic of the four course meal because I would bring dinner, we would sit down, we would break bread together, we would have these discussions, but we also would have like, I created like worksheets and action steps and goals and activities, um, like 
you know, like write a forgiveness letter to yourself, write a forgiveness letter to the man that beat you, whip it up, right? Um, okay, what are your goals? Why do you want to do these goals? What are the steps, right? So I created that whole type of program for the women in the shelter. And after a while, I created it and kind of tweaked it for my coaching program, um, which is the four course meal where we tap into each area, each core area of your life, starting with yourself, starting with your finances and your career, starting with your relationship with God and your spirituality, and then your interpersonal relationships, which I think are some of the four areas that we all kind of struggle to kind of find balance in, but we can definitely thrive in those areas, and it will just bring on this sense of inner peace and balance and fulfillment. Um, so the appetizer course, um, this is, um, this, this kind of represents, um, self. So it includes your health and wellness, your self-development and growth, your self-care, self-worth, self-confidence, self-love. So overall, it's your relationship with yourself. And if you eat too much from this course, you may become all about self, right? To a point where it's like narcissism, right? You're overconfident, you're cocky, you're arrogant, you're selfish, you look down on other people, you don't care about no one but yourself, Right. But if you if you don't eat enough from this course, then you become very self-conscious and insecure and you lack any type of confidence to stand up for yourself, to go after your dreams and your desires. You stay in your comfort zone. You have these feelings of inadequacy and this sense of unworthiness. So the goal is to eat from this course in moderation and just like when you go to a restaurant you order the appetizer course first right this is like the course that gets the party started pretty much right it whets your appetite once you eat this you like okay you're looking for more you want more from this restaurant and the same thing with self once you get a taste of who you are once you understand your worth and know that you are god's best idea you're going to look around and say okay you know what i deserve more my children deserve more the people that i serve deserve more i want more and i deserve more and rightfully so you're going to start trying to build towards getting and bringing more in your life once you start loving yourself and and pouring into yourself then you have the salad course, which represents your finances, your career, you know, if you are an entrepreneur, your business, your credit worthiness, how you budget your money, your investments, your retirement, like all of these things um, that affords you a good, comfortable life, just a comfortable life where you have choices, right? That's that freedom, right? And let me go back because, like I said, for the appetizer course, you, you can't eat too much or you can't eat too less. It has to be moderation. But there is a season. There will be a time 
when you have to eat from the appetizer course for a whole season, especially if you have developed like these deep-rooted negative beliefs of who you are that may have stemmed from like physical abuse or unhealthy relationships or a not-so-pleasant childhood. And these beliefs may be like holding you captive and causing you to self-sabotage your life right? So taking a season of just an appetizer course may be necessary, right? Same thing with the salad course. If you eat too much, you become all about money. All work, no play. You become materialistic. You would do just about anything to obtain money, lie, kill, steal. Anything to climb that ladder of success. You may compromise your integrity to get it. You're focused on things that only your money can buy so much that you find your worth and how much money you have and how much materialistic things that you have. Like that makes you feel worthy. You start judging others on this as well. If this person doesn't have it, then they're less than you, right? But if you don't eat enough from this course, then you do live this life of poverty, right? Scarcity, lack, struggling, paycheck to paycheck, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Now, again, there may be a season in your life where you have to focus on your finances entirely. Perhaps you've realized like how important it is to live comfortably. Like you have children and you want to leave them something other than debt and bills when you die. Right? Perhaps you're just simply tired of struggling. You want to break the cycle that has been passed down from generation to generation. Perhaps you no longer want to depend on public assistance. Very recently, I had just got off of food stamps because I made too much and it was like bittersweet, but I'm like, okay, no, this is a sense of accomplishment, right? Because this is supposed to be used as a stepping stone and not a crutch. But yeah. Right? You may have to take a season where you are just eating from this course so that you can reach that financial freedom. So that may be necessary. But again, it's all about moderation. The next course is the dessert course. It represents your interpersonal and your high-minded relationships, your friendships, your partnerships. This includes your family, platonic, romantic, professional connections. This includes your social life, like how are you willing to let your hair down and stop and, smell, stop and smell the roses, right? This is your relationship with others and how you show up in the world, the experiences that you make. And this course is what makes life sweet, right? Pun intended. Now, if you eat too much from this course, then you become a people pleaser. So you're willing to do any and everything just to please others in hopes to sway their opinion about you. You care and you worry about what people think about you. You spend a majority of your time indulging in things that take away from growth and development. So you're partying, you're drinking, you're smoking all day. If that's what you want to do. do. Do your thing. But if it's taken away from you building a life of substance, then you may be eating too much off of the dessert course. That if you don't eat enough from this course, then you do um, become secluded and isolated and you have very unhealthy boundaries and unhealthy relationships, strained relationships, right? 
you become like this recluse, right? Now you may have to rekindle and rebuild relationships with people that mean the world to you, or you may have to establish some professional connections to take your business idea to another level. So a season of all dessert may be necessary, but again, it's all about moderation. Now the main course represents your spirituality, your core beliefs, your core values, charity, your service to others, your relationship with God. And in my opinion, you can never eat too much from this course. In fact, in fact, you can have this main course by itself and still become full of purpose. So even if you decided to eat all the other courses and skip the main course, like you'll still have this feeling that something is missing. You'll still remain hungry overall. But if you don't eat enough, of this course, you do kind of operate in confusion and lack of direction and there's no strong foundations and, you know, you lack faith, your morals and values are shaky, your beliefs are shaky, like what do you believe? You don't even know. And you will experience a lack of purpose, which will cause you to live aimlessly through life. And you are the one that's kind of sitting on the couch judging and criticizing everybody else that's living their life. You become bitter. Now, a season of the main course may look like isolation to some people. But it's actually insulation, something that I've learned from someone. Insulation and isolation are two different things. So this season of the main course you may have to insulate yourself and reveal some things about you and heal and, and you know, you're going to learn some things that's going to bring up emotions and feelings that you didn't know existed. I'm talking about limited beliefs that you have held since childhood would be shattered and would shift and change your paradigm. You would get closer to God, more intimate with God. And you will probably feel mad, sad, confused, but definitely empowered. You will realize your potential and your power as a co-creator and that life is what you make it. And that changes everything once you get that relationship with the divine creator. And so the main idea of each course is to gain balance in a way that serves you and others. It's to live a life of purpose and to thrive in these areas. So the weight, the way to wait on purpose during your season of singleness is to put that time and invest in yourself during this time and commit to these areas that will bring on this inner peace and balance so that you can attract someone on that same frequency. And like I said, you will continue to attract those who are not compatible with who you want to be, not who you are now. So you're going to meet someone that's just not going to feel right because they're not who you want to be. We are not looking for perfection, but we're looking for progression and someone that we can grow and build with. Someone who complements who we are and where we're going. 
So my hope for you is that you start to optimize your seasonness or your season of singleness and work and heal on the things that your spirit is calling you to heal. Like God has a special person in store for you, but God still needs more time to prepare you guys for each other. And one of the purposes and goals of this podcast is to just give you a different perspective of why you are going through it through this season of singleness. Right? There's nothing wrong with you. You are not too old either. But there are foundations that you need to that, that needs to be put in place. There are things that you still need to learn. There's areas that you need to grow within healing soul ties that needs to be cut before you receive your harvest in the form of a loving, committed, monogamous, if that's what you like, relationship. Hope that makes sense. God is preparing you to attract someone for the version of yourself that you have not even met yet. So there you have it. That's the four-course meal. That was a little boring, but I, I really hope you understand the concept behind it. I know it's a really creative but figurative type of concept, but it works. Like it, it worked for those women in the shelter. It works for my clients. It works for me, right? And it's just like a fun way to approach those areas, those core areas. And so throughout this podcast, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about topics that focus solely on pouring into yourself, forgiveness, self-love, self-development, health and wellness, right? We're going to talk about uh, topics that pour right into your finances, budgeting, credit worthiness, investments, insurance, we're going to talk about topics that pour right into your relationship with God. And this is going to be, you know, this is not a one-size-fits-all. Some people don't believe in chakras. Some people don't believe in um, yoga and meditation. Some people do. <laughs> I do it all. Church, pray, read my Bible meditate, crystals, sage, I, I do it all. And that is what we're going to talk about in this podcast. How to get a closer relationship with God, which is different for everybody. And everyone's relationship is different and, and intimate. You got to do what's, what feels right for your soul. And then we're going to tap into the dessert course right? A lot of us are introverts, right? We are awkward sometimes when it comes or socially awkward. Not all introverts are socially awkward, but some of us, you know, we don't, we don't know how to be vulnerable and reach out to other people and, and, and find our tribe. So we'll talk about topics on how to do that. Book clubs, like, you know, just things to, to get us connected, I think every woman deserves and needs another woman who they can be transparent and vulnerable with, right? Um, so yeah. So thanks again for joining me. Um, if you have any comments or questions, leave 
leave a below, like, and subscribe. I know this episode was a little bit all over the place, but I just really wanted to build that foundation. Um, and so um, next episode, we're talking about um, soul ties and divine feminine. So I can't wait to see you um, in the next episode. But until then, love, peace, and light. Thanks for joining me. Bye. Love this episode on Wait on Purpose? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time.